Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this morning, broadcasting live from the innovation spot right here in the heart of Woodstock. And today's episode is brought to you in part by Alma Coffee, sustainably grown, veteran-owned, and direct trade, which means from seed to cup, there are no middlemen. Go check them out at myalmacoffee.com or slide on up to Holly Springs and go talk to Leticia or Harry. Tell them that Stone sent you. You're in for a real treat this morning. We have with us on the broadcast president with Engineering Search Partners, Mr. Pat Batchelor. Good morning, sir. Hey, how are you, Stone? I am doing well. So excited to have you on the show. We met uh, here in the Innovation Spot. You were here. I think you were renting a conference room. Uh, Tom Devaney introduced us. Right. And uh, I conjured into coming on the show. <laughs> and it's uh, and so glad that I did. Uh, before we dive into any real detail, could you give our guest a, a bit of a primer, just kind of overview, mission, purpose? What are you out there trying to do for folks with this uh, with this business? Well, Stone, I, I am an engineer. I worked here in the Atlanta area for about 25 years as a consulting engineer. And um, and enjoyed it, loved it. And then there was this thing called the, you know, the recession 2007 to 2010. And work was just tough. It was brutal, you know. And they say the difference between a recession and a depression is, is a recession's when your friends get laid off and a depression's <laughs> when you get laid off. I love it. And, uh, and so I went through a real depression because half of the engineers and half of the contractors here in the Atlanta market got laid off. I mean, the work dropped off by mm. 50%. So I, um, was, you know, I was the business development manager for our company. I was the guy that was supposed to go get new work and it was just brutal time for three years. And, uh, a friend of mine called me up and said, Hey, Pat, are you going to our monthly engineering society meeting? I said, sure. And she said, well, would you come for the engineering round table about an hour early? And I thought, okay, finally, you know, they're, inviting me to come and help them with their issues. And I said, but I've never heard of that group. What do they do? And she said, it's code for unemployed. And I went, <sighs> Oh, okay. So the first month I went and uh, there was about seven or eight unemployed engineers and uh, you know, and I kind of went, okay, well, I understand, you know? And so the next month I went back and there was like 12 and the next month there was like 20. And, and I was just like, the numbers kept going up. You know, people come into this group. And so they said, well, Pat, you know how to find jobs. Why don't you give a talk on how, teach us engineers how to find jobs? And, you know, engineers are kind of they are a little bit problem solvers, but they're not so much people person. And so people hire people. And uh, and so what uh, I, I stood up the next meeting and there was like 30, 35 unemployed engineers. Now, this was kids right out of Georgia Tech, mid-level managers, and guys even past retirement, all looking for a job. And when you get 35 engineers in one room, when they're all unemployed, there's this low-level tension in the room. I've mm -hmm. got to find a job. 
my heart really went out to these guys. And I just started thinking, is there a way I can help them? You know, and I try to teach them and share them what I do. And because business development and looking for a job is the exact same thing. It's the same techniques. You have to find the room, work the room, talk to decision maker and pitch it to them why you, they should hire you. And so I was like, I told these guys this and it just kind of went away a little bit. Like my heart was broken. And so I said, you know, I really want to help these guys. And so a few years later, a friend of mine about that same time was a recruiter and he was helping engineers find jobs and helping companies really find top talent. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to become a recruiter. Now, the good news is, is you you know, recruiters work less and make more, which was great for me. And, and I I like that formula. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so it worked really well, but uh, one of the things I found over the years is working as an engineering recruiter is over the time when you put a job on Indeed or LinkedIn or anywhere, and you post a job out there, you're really looking for just the right person at the right place in their career with the right level of experience. And so you may end up only getting, you know, uh, one year I went crazy and I said, you know what, if I can make a little bit of money on advertising on, let's say on Indeed for jobs, you know, if I spend more, I'll make more. Right. You know, and I was just like, okay, so I went nuts, you know, and I spent a lot of money on Indeed and I ended up getting like 4,500 people applying for jobs over the one year, which is a lot. Yeah. Well, of that, about 50 of those resumes were even just good enough, were in the right spot, you know, that fit the jobs that I happen to have. And I put them in for, a, you know, for an interview and, you know, 10 or 12 got hired and I made a really good living. But what really irritated me was, is that 4,250 times I just went, no, 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 no. Don't even yeah. send a response back to these people mm-hmm. telling them how they can find a job or you know, because they just apply and they think, oh, if I apply on Indeed or LinkedIn or Monster or Glassdoor or whatever, if I just hit apply, they're going to call me, you know. <laughs> Not so much, huh? No. And what <laughs> I tell them is I say, hey, don't worry. Nobody will ever call you back. And they go, what? And you just go, no. <laughs> well, once you have that perspective, because, you know, Indeed right now, even right now, they run ads, you know, oh, I didn't have a job, you know, and I couldn't get hired. And and then I hit apply. I went on Indeed, and you know, and then within three days, five people called me, and I'm just like, yeah, you know. Well, and it it may work. There goes like, our Indeed sponsorship. Okay. <laughs> no, I love Indeed. One of my best friends works for them. It's okay. it's a great company. They really do. Every day they place people. Right. But you're talking about there's just huge quantities of people, and they don't really know what else to they do. That this is the one thing they know to do. It would, it's the one thing I would know to do. Yeah, you apply if I ever online. wanted a real job. Yeah, I don't, but just, if I did. You just hit apply. Yeah. And and so it just frustrated me because 4,250 times I didn't even respond. I just said no and let it go. I don't even send them a thank you for applying role, you know, because that would be so time consuming. I mean, you can't. I mean, I know you probably completely. you're a nice guy. You would want uh, to do that. Yeah. But you don't. That's not practical. That's costing you money now. It Well, you know, it's not about money. It's really is about trying to serve my customers. And so. Mm-hmm. But what I was just so frustrating because I couldn't help these people find a job. So then fast forward. So it was always just a little uncomfortable because I would, you know, put this big show on, Hey, if you apply here, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get treated fairly and right and honestly. Um, But I didn't even, 
you know, 4,250 times just hit flush, you know, no, 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 no. And, and you know, okay. Some recruiters spend the time to send back a note. Most that I know are on to the next one because it's like, it's not a fit. I'm sorry. So fast forward, you know, COVID shutdown happens earlier this last year and all my clients go, Whoa, stop. We're not going to hire right now. We're not sure what's going on. Yeah. And so I'm sitting at my office and I'm or at home because I got sent home <laughs> <laughs> and along with the rest of America going, well, did I, did I just cash the last paycheck for 2020? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is it? What am I going to do? You know? And so, you know, nobody was, all my clients were like, well, Pat, you know, we're right now, it's so crazy. You know, we're only going to hire a plus plus candidates, you know, ones who bring work in the door. They, they pay for themselves. They know how to market works. They are truly experts and we're just going to bring them in. They're going to make us a bunch of money. We don't even have to train them. You know, they're up and ready up, you know, teed up and ready mm-hmm. to go. So I said, okay, okay, I get it. So I, and, and those candidates come along very rarely, you know, you don't usually get an A plus plus candidate because they're already working somewhere, making a ton of money. And if they want to go somewhere else, they just call down the street and they say, yeah, man, come on over. We'll interview you right away. You know? So I'm not even a, I'm not an A plus plus. There's very few. Right. So, um, so I'm sitting at home going, well, what am I going to do? And uh, so I decided to go on, on, on LinkedIn. And I just said, you know what? I've connected with a lot of people over the years. So I sent out a note to like 700 engineers and I just said, who said on their LinkedIn profile, Hey, I'm looking for, I'm open to work. You know, if there's an opportunity. So I sent a note out and I got like a 30% response rate. Now that's high. Oh, I would think that's almost unheard of. Usually when you send a note out, you usually get, you know, 18 to 20% of people will respond and they'll just say, yeah, tell me more or whatever. Well, 30% over 30, which to me was like, I was just like, well, somebody's at least willing to talk to me because <laughs> nobody else was wanting to talk to me at that time. And, right. and I was just like, you know, I got to make a paycheck, you know, I got to make a living here. Mom. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to go and tell my wife, Hey, you know, babe, you know, I, I'm not making the party's any money. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, plus at the time on the radio and TV, you were hearing about all these industries going out of business. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if you were in restaurant business or hotels or cruise ship industry or the travel industry, airlines, they were all suffering. And so you kind of get the idea, oh my gosh, nobody's getting hired. What am I going to do? You know? And so I uh, I said, when I got that response rate from those candidates, I sent the note out. They said, hey, I'm interested. And I was like, well, I don't have any specific job. Yeah, I can help you. And then I just went, you know what? I'm going to start teaching engineers and other folks. But I decided to create an online course to teach them because they're stuck at home anyway. Right? Sure. They're stuck sure. at home. They're unemployed. I mean, they're at square zero going. I've got to make paycheck. I've got to make a, I've got to make the payroll in the next two weeks to put roof on my, over my head. I've got to find a job. And so I just said, you know what? I, I, and so for the, since the shutdown, I've been working not quite night and day, but I've been working pretty much at it. Now I do have clients. Okay. Note to all the clients. I am still working still on your job. On that business. <laughs> I'm still taking on my recruiting business has not stopped. I right, am doing right. it. And, hey babe, 
I'm still working on the recruiting business. Because uh, my, 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 my wife's going, look, <laughs> hey, I know that business works. You better. Spend. Right. So I'm working on that side of the business. I am every day. But in my free time, you know, I'm trying to develop a course that in a very sim- systematic, simple, easy way to figure it out, you can start taking the right steps in order to land your next job or maybe your dream job. Mm-hmm. Now I'm an engineer. It takes one to know one. So I focused it on engineers, but it works for like 80, 90% of the people out there. You know, if you're looking for a job in communications, it's the same technique. You know, it's, Hey, figure out what you want to do. Connect with people who are doing that, get in front of them, start, you know, practicing and doing it. And next thing you know, you're going to be heading in the right direction. So this is self-paced, self-directed, it's, asynchronous. Kind of, I mean, I can, can do it whenever you're ready. You can take the courses. Yeah. So, and what's the medium is the, is it like, is it videos or audio? Yeah, or? it's going to be audio mm-hmm. along with, um, mm-hmm. and, and it's a workshop. And the reason I call it, and it's called the DIY engineering job search workshop. And the mm-hmm. reason I call it DIY means I can't <clears throat> find your job for you. You know, I can't fill out your resume for you and I'm not going to, you know, interview for you. Right. However, I can teach you the right steps in the right order so that you can go about your job search in a logical, ordinary way. And it's going to work. So I thought it would work. I was like, I know this is going to work. And so um, I, I called up my friend of mine and I said, hey, Stephanie, I said, what's going on? You know, I, you know, and I said, I've got a big response rate from this email I put out to all these engineers. And she goes, you need to do a website. You need to do a a webinar. And I'm like, what? She goes, oh, you need to do a webinar. You've always wanted to coach people. You're a natural at it. You're going to be great. And it would get you out of your shell, Pat, don't you think? I think it would. (laughs) You might have already been out of your shell. (laughs) Well, you know what? Yeah. So I'm an engineer with a personality. Okay. I agree with that. So. So then I, um, so I, she just gave me the emotional backbone to mm. try something new that I'd never oh, done. Good for her. I've never done a webinar. Have you ever, I've never done we one. We all need a little Stephanie in our lives, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, she was a <laughs> great cheerleader at the, you know, Ch- Stephanie Hines. She is amazing. She's a great business coach. And, uh, and I didn't figure I was good enough to figure it out myself. So I mm. said, Stephanie, will you help me? And she's like, yeah, you know, me and my team will set you up. So. I do the webinar. Okay. This is the first time I've ever done it. So it's like, I, I know how to find a job and I know mm-hmm. how I can share, but I don't know how to package it all, you know, and it was just startup, you know, and this was in May of last year. So I get a phone call. So I do the webinar, right. And it's an hour looking at a computer, you know, with a little red light, you know, and you're just talking and fumbling around. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> I'm sure it was terrible, but, um, but you know, I had, I sent out, you know, notes to all my friends. I had like a hundred and some people sign up for the webinar and I had 80 people that actually watched it. And then, you know, I had three people buy. Woohoo. Nice. No, so, but that, even if your ratios stayed there, at least you've got a formula. Yeah. But I bet the ratios got better. Didn't <laughs> well, I have, I'm still working on the ratios. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of like my book, you know, it's a lot easier to give it away than it is to sell right? it. And, but anyway, so, so one of the, one of the guys calls up and he goes, Hey, he said, uh, my son saw your webinar. He said, uh, he just graduated. This is May of 2020, just graduated from University of Alabama with a degree in civil engineering. I'm a civil engineer. He's looking for a job, but he's stuck in Tuscaloosa. He wants to find a job here in Atlanta. 
He said, why should I pay you that kind of money to help him find a job? And it wasn't crazy amount. He said, why should I pay you that kind of money? And I was like, uh, and so I told him, he was like, okay, you, you're on, I got you, you know? So the first, so we start, we did it live the first time through just to see mm -hmm. kind of proof of concept. So the yeah. first time he, we're doing it all on zoom calls. And I said, well, the first thing you need to do is update your LinkedIn profile. You need to make it look fabulous for engineers and most of us normal humans, no matter how great of a website you have, no matter this or that your LinkedIn profile for professionals for let's say 80% of the people in the world, maybe 90, your LinkedIn profile, the reason why it's so important is it's your most valuable digital real estate that you'll ever have. Hmm. That people are on LinkedIn and they're going, I need a, you know, I need a lawyer. I need this or I need that. Well, they're going to go, even if they hit your website and they think it's good, they're going to go and look at your hmm. LinkedIn profile. If you're on Indeed or if you're on Monster, if you're on, if you apply for a job online and a recruiter or a hiring manager sees your resume, they're absolutely 100% of the time going to go, oh, let me go look at their LinkedIn profile to see if they're any good. And don't put the pictures of that last cake party on your LinkedIn profile. Right? I don't know what the disciplines are. I, well, no, you're talking about early graduates, you're talking about seasoned people, but you know, I'm getting a little long in the tooth. I've been in business for a long time. I don't. Anybody and everybody. <clears throat> Yeah. I don't have the first clue about the the disciplines, the rules, some some do's and don'ts yeah. about the stone profile. I, I mean, you're making me nervous. Mine's probably horrible. Dude, dude. <laughs> well, I just tell people, look, your LinkedIn profile, if you're in business, is either your best friend or your worst enemy. Because if you think it's just an online resume, it's kind of boring and, oh, it's social media. Well, yeah, it is social media, but it's social media with a purpose. And I just encourage people, use your LinkedIn profile as a tool in your job search, as a tool in your personal branding, as a tool in the job that you might want in five or 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. And so you're using it. And when people hit it, they're either going to have a favorable impression of you, or they're going to think, man, there's no way I'd call this guy. You know, right. some people are frowning. They're just like, you go, you know, he looks like he's mad. <laughs> like, why would I want to hire a guy who's going to yell at me if I call him up? You know. All right, so let's get tactical for for a moment, if we might. Sure. Just on on this one topic, it's it's very timely. I have a nephew. Um, his name is Ryan. Just graduated. Um, I don't even know what kind of an engineer. Right. He's in this kind of situation where Stuff. he had a lot more things lined up as a junior. You know, going into this, and then all right. this is is crazy. Now, for a guy like that who ha probably has really strong um, what academic credentials, yeah, right, right. very involved in whatever the club is and all yeah. that, I mean, what does a young person put on their profile that is that is compelling? Because what they don't have is the work history, right? Correct. They have no, yeah. no work history. But do you have 18 years of telling the truth? Do you have 18 years of being self-motivated? Do you have 18 years of knowing you know, how to carry on a conversation. Now, I know for a lot of kids these days, that's maybe a hard thing to do is to carry on a conversation, right? So, um, but there's still skill sets there. If there's summer jobs, put it on there. You know, you want to show a progression of moving forward in your career. Even if you're stuck at home, are you volunteering? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> are you going out? You know, and here's the thing. I just tell people, I say, now my son, you know, it's funny. Well, let me back up sure. real quick. 
the kid that was in Alabama, mm-hmm. he took the class. The first week, he updated his LinkedIn profile. The second week, he developed, he started looking online to figure out who he wanted to connect to. The third week, he says, hey, there's this company. I said, well, let's figure out who the decision makers are. He figures out the decision makers. I said, it's going to be that guy or that guy. You know, leave it up to a kid to find an engineering firm that I hadn't even heard of in Atlanta. <laughs> right. He applies. He hits send. Five minutes later, the president of the company calls him back and goes, I've been doing this a long time. I've never had anybody reach out to me directly about a job that we'd advertised. Would you come in for an interview? You got it to- really set this guy apart because all the other kids, they just they did just, the, they're, the- they're so afraid to make a phone call. They just hit apply mm-hmm. and say, well, if they like me, they'll call me. And I just go, no, they no, won't. They won't. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to call you. So automatically, just by the one simple step of figuring out who it is and send a LinkedIn connection. And then when they do, he just sent one follow-up note. It just said, hey, I'm an entry-level engineer looking for a job. Saw you would advertised one. I'd love to talk to you about this opportunity. Let me know. I'd like to buy you a cup of coffee. You know, you don't. And that guy's going to try to help it. Even if he would not have been a good match, that guy is going to try, or that lady, I don't, but that yeah. person is going to try to help that, that kid. Everybody I wa- would. Everybody wa- reached out to Everybody me. wants to do somebody a favor. Sure. If it's not too hard. Right. And they have the connections. You don't, you're an entry level engineer. Right. And so I just said, so long story short, he went down, he got hired. His dad thinks mm. I'm a hero. After three and a half <laughs> weeks, and he goes, now, here's the beautiful thing. As an engineer, you know, not not everybody makes a ton of money, but entry-level engineers are going to make, let's say, $52,000. That's kind of a good That's entry 62 level. more than I made early no on. No kidding. Me too. <laughs> My worst year was like minus 13. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, you pay for the education. Right? right. Yeah. Well, so you figure that out, and you say, well, that's $1,000 a week. Right? Right. I mean, upper math, you know, if you make 52,000 <laughs> right. a year, that means you make thousand right. a week. Even our communications major is staying with you on this. Wouldn't you be willing to spend <laughs> half a week to learn how to find the job? And I just right. tell people, I say, look, invest in yourself, invest in yourself, take the course, and mm-hmm. it's going to help you move your career ahead. All right. Is there a, is there a pat dimension to this? So, so I, I take my <laughs> self-directed thing. I'm going through the course and all that for a little extra money or built in. Maybe it, can I, can I, Talk to Pat maybe yes, once or absolutely. twice during the curriculum. Yeah, we're going to have, we have, we have weekly sessions where it's one on one, not one on one, but probably 10 or 15 guys on the phone call. Which oh, makes okay. It, which makes it even more Oh, fun. that's even better because I want to know what her challenge yeah, is. What's her challenge? I want to hear her success story. And you're going to have, you may know somebody can help her find a job. I mean, it's, it's all about networking, right? Yeah, it's right. all about helping. I'd rather do the group probably. Somebody yeah. else. So yes, we're providing that service as well. And so that way they get, you know, I'm nervous, I, you know, and I was like, you know, I love helping people. <laughs> you think? So, all right. So the LinkedIn, critically important. Um, and you have a lot of uh, guidelines and disciplines. And Things that kind you of do thing. and don't do. Absolutely. All right. So, and beyond that though, what I'm definitely sensing is this, um, you got to kind of get outside your comfort zone, your your box, and get creative, and think of terms of I don't, trying to craft some sort of relationship with people in this ecosystem. Yeah, and if if that person can't help you directly, maybe they know someone who will. And a you know a fifty seven year old middle aged guy like me, I've kind of learned over the years that's a good way to conduct yourself. It's a great way. Um, yeah. But you know maybe if you haven't been involved, and I've always been involved in sales. So, but I think maybe in some of these other professions, that doesn't come as naturally. No, I mean, okay. no, yeah, I mean, there's kids when they graduate, they think I can't call somebody up. I, 
you know, I'll bother them. And I'm like, look, step back. I'm giving you, I'm officially giving you permission to call them because here's the thing. Nobody ever does it. So over the years, I've had tens of thousands of people apply for jobs that I've posted online. I've maybe had maybe eight people that have ever called me. And it's so easy. It's not like I'm hiding. Have called me and just said, hey, Pat, I applied for a job this morning. Do you know if I'm a fit for this role or not? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, I hadn't even seen your resume. Let me go over and look at it. And I'm like, you know, hey, bud, I'm sorry. It's just not quite a fit. Or, yeah, it might be. But one thing he did was at least get noticed in this day. Mm-hmm. Age. Even if you're highly qualified for the perfect job, just getting noticed by the company is the hard part. So this course helps people bridge the gap from being stuck at home, applying online, to actually getting conversations and interviews with the people at the company. That's all it is. Now, once I'm in on this thing, can I go back to it? Like, does it it expire in 90 days? Once I'm in, I'm in. You are in, you're in. You're a part of the team. You know, you pay, you're in. You have access to the course. And, you know, hopefully I'll be able to improve it over the years. Well, sure you will. So, you know, right now it's still, you know, kind of in that beta stage. It's still Mm -hmm. kind of working the kinks out. But soon it's going to be professional enough where I feel like, okay, you know, I'm ready to go, you know? And so that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm planning for. Um, you know, and again, all my engineering clients, yes, I am working <laughs> on your job. I'm trying to find people for your COO role and I'm trying to find people for your entry level sales role, you know, as a, rec- now what is that life? Like, like what is a day in the it's life when great. you're, when you're wearing that hat? Like what will you Recruiting? do today in that regard? Yeah. Yes. So I have right now, I have about 10 companies that have reached out to me and said, Pat, if you can find me somebody here, we're going to give you a really nice paycheck at the end. And I'm like, you know, it's kind of like, sales a, a broker who's so you don't get a, a check up front no. it's a, okay well some, in, most some case, recruiters, in most cases some recruiters will take retainers and i've started doing that myself but but generally for me it's you know hey you get what you pay for if i bring you a great candidate you're gonna hire them you pay me a mm-hmm. really nice check you know so it's almost no risk for them um but i've found that there's other models that work as a recruiter but so you wake up in the morning, you go to the office, you open up your file and you say, okay, what's the heart and you know, the biggest search I've got right now, you know, and right now I've got a company that says, we got to have a COO, C-suite level engineering firm here in the Atlanta area. Great mm-hmm. company. And so I develop a list of a target list of about 50 to hundred people that are qualified, highly qualified for that role. And it's really hard because well, like you said, the ones who are really highly qualified, they've already got a job. Man, they've, already set, got, right? they've already, already got, they're already pitching for the Yankees. They've already got, yeah, they've <laughs> yeah. already, they're wearing the pinstripes, right? <laughs> right. You know, and they are, and they're, you know, they're hoping that, uh, you know, and oftentimes they'll have equity in the company or they'll be part owners of the firm. Well, you're not going to attract those people to say, hey, come work for this other firm and we'll start you out at, you know. So you got to catch that person if, if, on, on, the, on, on the fall down or the rise up. Uh, or the, Usually on the rise up. On, you know, the, on the rise the up. Now, who does the interviewing? Do you do some pre-interviewing? Do you take on all the interviewing or does it just depend case no, by case? No. So typically I'll do the 
preliminary screen and determine if, if this guy's right a wingnut and then, then he, <laughs> he might be great but he's they, a wingnut he's, he's not qualified for this role well you know and then you find someone you go oh that's that guy let's see if there's some traction and in those companies he'll have people who know how to professionally the reason i'm asking yeah no, in my situation yeah. if 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 i were to hire someone most of our people are contract and yeah you know we're kind of a subscription service we're kind of a, a lean run organization but as we continue to grow and expand, we may uh, be in a, a, a position to actually hire people. For, sure. I am probably, I think I, I enjoy, and I think this I can do, you know, this, this real conversation about somebody's right. business, but interviewing someone for a job, I think it would be so easy for me to fall into the trap of just believing it. The first person I meet, I'd want to hire him. Yeah. You know, cause we'd get to know each other. We'd oh, laugh. You know, you're like, well, if he can yuck it up at the bar, I he's going to be a guy. great recruiter. Yeah. Come on and join us. You know? Yeah. You know, so that's a whole skill set. It's totally people. a whole skill set. Yeah. And most people to do it wrong. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, we all do. It was like, Oh, I like him. He's funny. You know, he's friendly, you know, yeah. and you go, they're, me- they're often measuring the wrong things. So mm. oftentimes companies are looking for someone to be ready day one of your, you know, the very first day, they're like, man, we want this person to be ready to go and hit the ground running. And in reality, what they should be thinking of is at day one, year one, after they've been there a full year, is that the right person who's going to go forward in the future? And that's a completely mm-hmm. different deal. And so what they, they're measuring the wrong things, but mm-hmm. that's beside the point. That's another whole book and issue and topic. Oh, you've got two or three books in you. There's a, there's a book you already have out that we're going to talk about in a few moments uh, uh, yeah. b- before we wrap. Uh, but I am curious for a practice like yours, a business like yours, how does the whole sales and marketing thing work? Like how do you get that new piece of business or that, um, that opportunity that to fill a, a spot that can't be, you can't just pick up the phone and call. No, nobody ever calls you as a recruiter. Nobody ever calls you. Yeah. How do you get the new business? Uh, yeah. The same, the same way people find jobs is the same it's way. the same I, stuff you're teaching. It's exactly the same. That's okay. why it's so easy. It's like, okay, you go, I'm an engineer. It takes one to know one. And I look at a firm and I say, well, they're not too small. They're not too big. They're just right. And they're in engineering. And I know something about engineering. So I go, so I'll just, Send them a note, connect with them on LinkedIn. I send them another note. Hey, I'm a recruiter. I specialize in this marketplace. Would love to buy you a cup of coffee and see if you might have any needs in 2021 that you might need some recruiting help on. And they go, okay, well, he's a recruiter. He's friendly. And he knows what we do because he's an engineer. Okay, yeah, let's give him a shot. And an engineer you mentioned earlier, and I think it's quite true, uh, with a personality and you're not just looking for an immediate transaction. You like you talked about having a cup of coffee. You're you're these are the I foundation. People, all this is relationship. Yeah, yeah? I, t- I tell people this. I say, look, I'm planning on being a recruiter for the next 20 years. I want to be your recruiter for the next 20 years. And if it's just about making one placement, well, I'd love to make one placement. That's how I make a living. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to make one placement a year for the next 15 years, or five a year for the next 15 years. And that requires relationship, I would think. It does. So here's a fun story. You know, you start dating yourselves. But when I first got out of college and went to work for an engineering firm, my boss was a great guy. Now, this is back in the dark ages. <laughs> there was no Internet. There was no cell phone. There was, no, you know, we had the yellow pages. You know, you open it up and go, oh, there's the engineering firms in town. Let's go by and visit them. And so I, I landed a job 
with a company and my boss was a great guy and I worked with them for about three or four years. And then I had an opportunity. I moved on. They had an opportunity. He moved on and you don't see anybody or talk to him again for 15 years because we didn't have any way of keeping up. There was no Facebook. There was no way of keeping up with people. Right. Mm -hmm. You remember those days. Oh yeah. I can remember when email came out and then I found out you could do an attachment. I thought, man, the world. <laughs> the world is- can you believe this, Holly? I told her my, my, my wife, we, we also, we met each other. We're, yeah. I'm like, Holly, you got to see this. You know, that, that document, you can tack it. You can yeah. staple it to the thing and send yeah, right. it to the place at, well, with the guy. You know, you were stuck back in the fax days, you know, the fax machine was a big deal at one point, you know. Right. So, so long story short, I kept up with him. And then we, we would see each other at conferences because we're both engineers and we'd see each other. Hey, Bob, how's it mm. going? Hey, Pat, you know, and, but we just keep up with each other and our family. Well, when I became a recruiter, I reached back out to him and mm-hmm. said, hey, Bob, guess what? I'm a recruiter. He goes, really? I said, yeah, you know, I'm going to focus with engineers. He goes, you're going to be good at that. I was like, really? He goes, yeah. He goes, matter of fact, I need somebody. And I said, well, what do you need? And he goes, well, I need a structural engineer. It knows how to do da 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 that relationship was one that I had fostered 25 years ago. Wow. And he, I had trust with him. He knew that I was honest. I was hardworking. I wasn't going to misrepresent myself. I found him a job. I found the perfect person, you know, this wonderful young lady named Amanda. She happened to be in the middle of nowhere in Kentucky. <laughs> and this was her dream <laughs> job, you know, and I called her up. I said, Amanda, I heard from a friend of a friend that you might be interested in doing forensic engineering. I've got an opportunity. She's like, what? You know, I'd love to do it. That's my dream job, you know, and she got to move into her dream job. And it was just so exciting because my company, the company was excited. My candidate was excited. They fell in love with one another. You know, this is great. Be. It was so fun. But she was in the middle of nowhere in Kentucky. But you just network. You call somebody and say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. Do you know someone? And and somebody gave me her name, you know. And so that's how I made my first placement. But long story short, it was somebody that I met 25 years ago. Yeah. So, you know, when they say, when's the best time to plant an apple tree? Do you know when the best time to plant? 20, 25 years ago, maybe? That's exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> you've heard this story, right? You know, it's 10, 15 years ago. So that way, this spring, you're going to have apples. Right. So when's the second best time to plant an apple tree? Today. <laughs> That's good wisdom. Yeah. Right? Sure. So when I tell people, you're going to look at LinkedIn two different ways, as a hunter and as a farmer. And you've heard this. You're in sales. You know what right. this means. Hunter means you're going to go out and you're going to kill it today or this week or this next week so we can feed. But you're also going to be planting seeds. And every party you connect with on LinkedIn is going to be a seed and you're going to grow a field and you're going to cultivate it and you're going to talk to people and you're going to say, hey, this is what's going on. And as you develop that relationship, one of those people that you got to meet on LinkedIn in 2021 might be the boss that's going to hire you in 2031, Mm -hmm. which seems forever away. But as you know, it happens. And a career lasts 45 years. Sure. So it's, it's got to be an incredibly rewarding career. I mean, you must really love what you do. I love what I do. But, you know, I still enjoy engineering. I mean, there's days I just go, no, I want to go out and what build. Go do the pour thing. some concrete and build <laughs> something, you know? So I love doing that. I love hanging out with the engineers. I love building, you know, looking at buildings and doing, you know, right. there's a shear wall or there's a wastewater treatment plant or here's a highway, you know, and. 
And I just, I, I'm a nerd. Yeah. I'm a nerd, you know, but I love But that still gets your juices full. Okay, I want to switch gears with you for a minute before okay. we wrap. Yeah, sure. Uh, and we'll swing back around and make sure that we have the appropriate points of contact to, yeah, for absolutely. people to reach out and talk about your course, uh, for organizations to reach out and talk about your recruiting services. Uh, but I want to talk about Cowboy Bob. What? For a minute. T- tell <laughs> our list. You've got to. I-, I want folks to have a little bit of a window into the real Pat. Oh, the real Pat. Oh, my <laughs> tell God. us about Cowboy Bob. Cowboy Bob. So when my kids were small, you know, they were like five and six years old, and you were trying to slow them down to go to bed, I made up Cowboy Bob stories. And it was just, you know, my friend Cowboy Bob, you know, called me up, and he said, hey, Pat, let's go up into the mountains and go hiking and see the – Total eclipse of the sun. Because you remember back in 2017, there was a total eclipse that came through the United States. Well, a buddy of mine, my a good friend, David Lyons, been a great, he said, hey, let's go hiking. I was like, yeah, sure. And he told me the dates and he told me where he was wanting to go up in Wyoming. And I was like, dude, there's going to be a total eclipse and it's going right through there. He's like, all the better. Come on, you know. So we <laughs> went up there. We had a great hiking trip. We hiked you know, 11 miles in with backpacks. We spent, you know, it's a typical guy trip, you know, you just hanging out in nature and all of this. Anyway, we got to see the total eclipse and we came back home and it was just a fabulous trip. So then about three years ago, my granddaughter was born first time, you know, it could be. And what's what's her name? Her name's Araya. Araya. So Uh we call her Araya Sunshine. Nice. And she's just the (laughs) She, you know, little finger, you know, I've got, she's got me wrapped around a little finger. She's amazing. But when I was in the hospital, I was just holding her and I said, I started telling her a Cowboy Bob story. And his wife kind of looked at me and went, what? And he goes, oh, it's a Cowboy Bob story. Well, you know, I figured, well, Raya may, you know, who knows with grandkids, if you're going to get to be around them at bedtime. And mm-hmm. so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to write her a story. So I started thinking, well, I'll write her a Cowboy Bob story. So I started writing it up and I didn't know anything. How do you know how to publish a kid's book? I mean, I had no idea. So I just wrote the story and then I was, so though I do what I do. I went on LinkedIn. (laughs) I typed in graphic designer. It pops up friend of mine that I went to high school with. And she, I reached out to her and said, Janie, what's going on? I said, Hey, I'm thinking of writing a children's book. She goes, I do them all the time. I'm like, what? She goes, yeah, my friend, she sent me a note. It was perfect. She can hook you up with everything you need, right? She, the the so she, editor or whatever. She, yeah, she did it all. So she's amazing. Janie Owen, she lives in Texas. All right, she's shout out to Janie. Janie, thanks so much. So I published, well, she helped me publish a book. So it's self-published book. Mm-hmm. You can go on Amazon and buy it. It's called Cowboy Bob and the Total Eclipse of the Sun. Okay. And, you know, it costs 15 bucks. It was so funny because I was at a grocery, I was at a bookstore and I'm walking through the bookstore in the children's section. And, it, you know, there's one by Stephen King, you know, it's 10 bucks. And I call Janie up and I said, <laughs> well, Stephen King's selling his for 10 bucks. She goes, you're not Stephen King. <laughs> And apparently on link on, on, on Amazon, if you sell it for less than 15 bucks, you don't make any money. You have to pay Amazon. Oh my. So, you know, yes, you publish the book, you get it. It's $15 price point, but Amazon keeps $13 of it. Right. I get a buck and a half, but Hey, whatever. So it's not your retirement plan. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, and it, it's funny. Cause I say, I'm really good at giving them away. I'm not so good at selling them, you know, and you just realize, but it was so fun and it was fun process. And so it's begging for a, 
uh, a sequel. I just haven't. Quite. Oh yeah, there should be no end. And and yeah. as Araya gets older, maybe some of the topics will change. You, you know? never know. Maybe <laughs> she'll help me write the next one. You know, so I don't like that picture. You know, whatever. So that's anyway, funny. So it was. It's a fun little book, and if you want to go online, you can get it. Well, we'll include a link when we publish this. Sure, uh, why not? So yeah. If you'd like. Yeah. And uh, so that's fun stuff. But I, I love seeing it this morning. Okay. Let's make sure that our listeners do have some points of contact, a website, phone number, sure. whatever is is, a, yeah. is appropriate. Uh, so, yeah, lay it on us. Right. So uh, if you go online to www.diyejs.com, you can get a look at my website. Now, it's still up. It's a little clunky. So give me a little bit of time on that. But it's getting really close. And you can buy the course and you can join us. And I'm excited about it because I really think my, you know, my heart is to help people find jobs. I mean, I'm not doing this to retire, or right. whatever, but I, you know, I want people to do it. Now there is a price point. And the reason why is because if I put it all out for free, nobody ever does the work. And it isn't is that work. the truth. It is work. Finding yeah. a job, finding your dream job takes energy, focused energy and effort day after day. You just do the work and you're going to reach the goal. But if you just sit there and think, okay, I'm just going to apply online, hit a button and somebody's going to magically call you and offer you a $50,000 job. Uh, no, <laughs> it's not going to happen. They don't call me back. They're not going to call you back. <laughs> now, again, sometimes people do get hired, so I don't want to make mm. it a blank. But the chance is not much of a strategy. It's not much of a strategy. It's spray and pray, right? You know, right. You people say, I say, did you ever get hired? You know, and you know, I say, what are you doing to, you know, free job search? Well, I'm applying online. How have you done? You know, and I said, well, I've applied about 300 times. I say, oh my. Really? I mean, how, well, how many phone calls you got back? Not many, no, none. No, and no. I'm like, yeah, let me know about that, you know? <laughs> and that's the spray and pray method, you know? Just if I hit enough people, you know, with a, yeah. with a, if I push one button, apply, apply. And you're like, really? You want somebody to hire you because you know how to push a button? It's like, really? There's a few other steps that can make you so much more attractive. And in engineers and most people, we we think if I'm if you build it, they will come. And we know that's not true. You got to build it. You got to advertise it and really make it appetizing. Then they'll come. So it may And you're work. sharing step by step some some How, specific strategies, gonna, tactics for absolutely, doing all that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And it's absolutely going to help them take the right steps to reach their first engineering job, their next engineering job, or their dream job. So, Fantastic. All right, one more time that that website. So it's www.diyejs.com and the engineering job search. You know. So again, it is tailored for engineers, but it works for about 90% of the people in the world. You know, if you want to be a model in Paris, okay, it's not for you. If you want to be a professional, <laughs> you don't know much about that, Pat? if you want to be a professional athlete of any sort, it's not for <laughs> you. But for most, most of us mere mortals, they're just trying to find the next step in our career. It's a great site to go check out. Well, Pat, it has been tremendous having you in the studio day today. Thanks so much well, for we're here sharing your story. We are, and I think we have. Yeah, and here's the thing, you know, with the course, I wanted to make it fun, empowering, and informational. And so I try to do that in every video to make it fun because, you know what, it's tough. Being at yeah. home, stuck at home, trying to find your next job, there's so much emotional angst around that that I really want to try and make the course fun, and so hopefully we'll do that. Well, I'm absolutely certain that you will. And, uh, you know, let's look to have you come back sometime and maybe it would be fun 
to have one of uh, one of your clients from the recruiting yeah. side and or one of your yeah. pupils from this <laughs> curriculum. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, this yeah. doesn't have to be the last time that we have a conversation, hey, but this has been great in. fun. Yeah, man. I hope it's been fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Until next time, this is Stone Payton for our guest today, President Engineering Search Partners, Pat Batchelor, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Cherokee Business Radio. 